Good morning, friends and followers. This is Northwoods Witch coming to you this morning, my March podcast. This month, I thought I'd talk to you about some super functional, super tangible ways to uh, use witchcraft or use um, magic or the, the practices of paganism in your life. I talked a lot of <clears throat> last month about um, theology and kind of like the way you wrap your head and your heart around these things, but the reality is that I, in my daily life, um, mostly interact pretty physically and pretty uh, functionally <laughs> with this pathway. So today we're going to talk about tangible functional things. This actually comes from um, an email from one of our listeners. Hello, listener. Um, and the question is, how do you how do you take care of, how do you clear out, how do you deal with a toxic work environment or toxic people at work? Okay, here's the thing. Before we go ahead and talk about uh, toxic work environments and what you can do um, in that situation, it's first really important to say that this is not going to be a one-size-fits-all or one-activity-fits-all kind of a situation. You are going to be the person who can decide if these are tools that will help you in your situation because also, you know, everybody is experiencing toxic environments differently and for different reasons. So if, you know, if you're a person who's experiencing a whole lot of crap in your workplace environment um, because of identities that you hold or other reasons that are causing a lot of micro or macro aggressions, these tools can be helpful, but the reality is that you're facing more than just kind of your own internal work that you have to do. So I so just wanted to say that out loud uh, because, again, you're going to be the person who can decide what works for you. Okay, so the craft is really a lot about knowledge, right? So in this case, self-knowledge. What is causing the toxicity? What do you have control over, right? Those two questions are really going to frame how you approach this particular issue. So what do you have control over? You, right? You have control over you. So this whole podcast topic is going to be about ways that you can support yourself getting into a spot where the toxicity of your workplace is not affecting you the way it has been, right? So this is less about necessarily changing things in your workplace or changing the things about the people in your workplace per se. It's more going to be about how do I get myself in a spot where I'm not being triggered, not being affected by this toxicity that I'm experiencing in my workplace. And with any luck, you're a good example of your new um, calm, non-reactive, joyful, peaceful experience in the workplace. Maybe that'll have a ripple effect and really kind of impact um, more folks at your workplace than just you. But uh, to start off with, you are the person that we are concerned with, right? Just you. Okay, so my first piece of advice is I recommend you get a therapist. Uh, it is a really good place to start in terms of figuring out what is going on, 
why the things are triggering you the way they are, why things are affecting you the way they are, like what stuff is going on inside of you that's causing the reaction and causing the experience of toxicity. Okay, right. So now that we've got that realm handled, you're going to go and you're going to do some work with therapy. You're going to check out internally what's going on with you, with your life experiences, um, where you're experiencing the toxicity and what's causing kind of the reaction within yourself. You're going to go do that work. That's great. Wonderful. Big piece. Now, in terms of using the craft in your workplace to kind of support the things that you're learning about yourself and kind of support yourself um, being in the best place that you can while you're at work, here are some tools that we can use. For me, the first thing I'm gonna wanna do is clean my space. So whether you have an office at your workplace um, that's kind of yours or whether you have communal areas that you share, um, that you could have access to maybe when they're not super full of people, uh, you really want to clean your space out. You want to start with a clean slate. So what that means is you want to get all of the energetic junk, like all of the buildup. Like if you think about a space that has sat uncared for for months on end and it's just had like people in it using it constantly, like if you thought about the level, level of germ buildup or like dust buildup or like, you know, that greasy, grimy stuff that just sort of seems to come off of people and stuff and build up in the corners of every place. Yeah, if you don't clean it out, that stuff. So if you envision all of that stuff having it get gunked up in a space for forever, essentially, right, you're gonna wanna clean all of that stuff out. So here are some ways to do that. way to clean a space is with smoke. So you can burn an herb, um, burn a plant, a dried plant uh, that has a specific property and then that smoke as you brush it around the space and to be fair any kind of smoke really has this has this cleansing property but like the herb that you burn also have it has its own properties. So you want to think about what herbs to burn but if you burn an herb and you pass that smoke around the area that you're cleansing that smoke picks up all of that junk, kind of vibrates all of the icky stuff that's been left in there, scoops it up and open up a window and just let that smoke go. Now, on that note, probably the most common herb that people go to, the common plant that people go to for a cleansing like this would be white sage because white sage grows all over the world and has the property of cleansing and purification. Now, depending on your situation, um, like my situation is such that in the relationships that I have in the place that I live, um, using white sage is a, is a ritual called smudging and it comes out of Native American tradition. It comes out of Anishinaabe tradition. Um, and so for that reason, I don't use white sage very often. Um, also in other parts of the world, white sage has become, um, in the U.S., in other parts of the U.S., white sage has become really um, unsustainably harvested by a whole lot of white folks who have found out about this property of cleansing and purification and also about its ritual use in indigenous traditions. So it's become pretty politicized and problematic. That having been said, you know, one no one group of people 
owns the properties of a plant. A plant exists on the planet. But if you, um, I, I encourage you to consider your relationships with both the plant, where it came from, um, and also your relationships with people who, who use that plant in different ways. Basically, where are you at with white sage? How does it work for you? If it's a plant that makes sense for you to use, it's a wonderful, purifying, beautiful plant. If white sage is not maybe the greatest plant for you to be using, or if you have questions about whether it's a great plant, don't start there. I love lavender. Lavender has a really sweet smell, but also lavender is a really powerful, easily grown herb. You can grow it in your own backyard, um, or you can buy it from the internet, super sustainably harvested because it grows really well everywhere. Um, you can use lavender as a purifying smoke right you can use other plants too you can use mint you could use basil i encourage you to consider like what sort of cleansing you want to do and then you could do a look up in something like cunningham's uh, encyclopedia of Her magical herbs you know that's one of my go-to's of great books if i want to look up the properties of an herb that i want to use but yeah i would say i would say lavender is my go-to uh herb for cleansing Okay, so you can cleanse a space with smoke. Um, you can also cleanse a space with sound. Sound vibration is a way to get um, some of that icky junk that's just kind of gobbed up in there energetically, loosen it all up, and then again, push it out of the space. So you can go around with a set of bells, you can go around with really anything, like a chime, something that you, the noise that you like, but it also that it has um, kind of a clarity and a, and a piercingness to it. Take that bang it all around your space, right? Envision that that sound is getting into every crack and corner, loosening up that sludgy junk that's collected from all of the energies that have gathered there over the past forever. Um, and again, open up a window and let that sound bounce around the room and go right on out. And make sure that as you're doing this, whether you're using smoke or whether you're using sound, that you're really engaging the process because these, these tools will help you, but to really do the work, you need to be involved too, right? You're, you're seeing that energy getting broken up. You're seeing it getting gathered up and you're seeing it go out that window, out into the universe, freed, off to go do whatever it wants to do in its next iteration. And so once you've cleaned your space out, you can rededicate your space. And that's where something like an anointing oil comes into play, or even something along the lines of a prayer. Um, but let's talk about anointing oil. So anointing oil is an oil that either you've blessed or you've infused with herbs, um, but somehow you've, you've made it sacred, right? You've sanctified it in some way, shape, or form so that that oil holds a particular energy. My oils um, that I would use for this were, would be dedicated to a particular goddess. So I would take my oil and I would dab it around the room and as I dabbed it on things, I would put it on things that I wanted to bless, that I wanted to invite the sacred into, that I wanted to invite the goddess's energy into this space to infuse it. Now that it's been cleaned out, I want to set the stage where my space is now not only clean, but it's vibrating at like an energy of sacredness that I relate to, that feels good to me. So I'm blessing it. Um, I'm blessing it with goddess energy because for me, that is what feels like home to my spirit. Okay, 
So now you've cleaned your office your or your, your workspace, and now you've dedicated it to a spirit that feels good to you. And then the last piece to do is really set things up for yourself so that this becomes an everyday thing. Now is where you make your workplace altar, right? Or something along those lines. Something, something that you have within your space to make it, um, to acknowledge that it's your sacred space and to acknowledge that, or to have it be a place that you can go to when you're feeling in your day like you are getting the pressure of that toxic environment, whether you're feeling like your anxiety is ramping up or your anger is ramping, whatever those feelings are, they get triggered in that toxic environment. Like when you start to feel them, you need a spot that you can go to and that you can decompress. So for me, that would be an altar, right? In my workplace, on my desk, I would make a tiny, I'd take a tiny little plate, sprinkle it with some sand, make sure it had a candle, and then make sure that it had some symbols of things that I wanted to either focus on. So this could be an altar that would either be dedicated to a specific entity, like a deity, or it could be an altar that's dedicated to, you know, calm work me or joyful work me. Um, and then depending on what you're setting this altar up for, so, so again, um, you can go back and listen. I, I made an episode on altars earlier. Um, but an altar essentially is a home base for some kind of energy, right? So something that you're magnifying, something that you're honoring, something that you're paying attention to in order that it um, gets stronger or becomes uh, more a part of your life. So this altar in your workspace can either be um, dedicated to like, uh, you know, Athena would be an for me an obvious choice of an office deity right you're working hard you're getting stuff done you're operating at like a high mental efficiency place you know um athena type stuff so that would make sense for me to have uh to have a, an altar to athena in my office space um but it could also be something that is more like like i said an altar to joyful work me um in which case what i would do is i would sit for a moment and get hooked into my best self and my my heart space and then the universe space um, and feel feel who this person is that I want to be in my workspace right feel that joy feel that sense of accomplishment feel that sense of like chill you know whatever those feelings are that you're really kind of trying to bring into yourself in your workspace um, feel those feelings and then and then find a thing that resonates with it so um if we're going with my example of joyful work me and I I sit in a moment of what that feels like I'm like okay well joy clearly comes up first um what's something that makes me feel joyful and I might pick like a yellow flower right something like a yellow flower might be something okay I'm gonna have that be on my altar because that's a thing that when I see that it brings this feeling up for me like I resonate with this joyful feeling when I see this flower and then another thing might be kind of like a calm heart, right? Where I'm not being triggered or affected by stuff. I'm, I'm able to let things slide off of me and other people's junk isn't going to get into my sphere and my emotions. So for me, that might be something like blue colored and even something like just kind of right on the nose, like a blue heart reminds me of like calm and chill and big and can move. Um, so, so things that are symbols and correspondences of the, of the energies that I want to have or the, the person that I want to be, I would put on this altar so that I have created a physical space that represents this energetic ideal of what I'm going toward. And the same thing for a deity. Really, at that point, you're just putting on things then that correspond with that deity to bring those energies 
into your space. So you've cleansed, you've re-sanctified, you've dedicated, and now you have your own little touchstone spot, like your own little sacred haven space that you can go to throughout your day when you have feelings of getting overwhelmed or feelings like this toxicity is just bringing me down. You have a spot to go. You have a refuge. Right, now that you've got your altar set up and your space is cleansed and it's rededicated, you need a thing that you do to get yourself in the right frame of mind. Whether it's something you do like just once to center yourself and get ready for your day or whether it's something you do whenever you start to have feelings, you need a thing to do. So for me, that would most likely be um, a prayer because for me, saying prayer at an altar space uh, is a very functional way to like move my energy around and get myself back to the place that I want to be. Recognize that prayer is something that is not just you doing, right? It's something that you're inviting somebody else into. And so that way it's not just on you to make it successful um, because you're inviting this deity into or this, this energetic entity into your space too. So if you have a ritual that includes prayer, then you don't need to be the only one that's making that prayer work, I guess is my point, right? You, you have somebody else to support you in making that prayer work. So let's say, for example, that you've got an altar to Athena. Um, and so every morning when you come into your workspace, you're going to light your little candle. Or if you're in a place where you can't light a candle, that's okay. You can easy, you either use um, an electric candle or you can just have a candle that's symbolic and you symbolically light it. That's fine. I mean, fire is wonderful and super sacred and I love it but have been in many places where it's not something that is allowed because of safety in the workplace or the environment you happen to be in so you don't need it it's okay so you light your fire you light your candle either symbolically or actually um, and then you say your prayer right you say your prayer to Athena um, that has something along the lines of like a greeting and then a supplication of here I am for my work day. Um, I, you know, please help me, help, please help me support my day being uh, clear headed and, you know, heart forward and productive, for example, right? Whatever, whatever the things are that are important to you, you put that in your prayer. And so it's, it's not only like an affirmation because, you know, you're saying these things out loud to yourself, but you're also inviting Athena or whomever. Um, into this, into these words with you. So you're not like, you're not responsible for them all by yourself, right? Athena is there with you, supporting you and doing it. So, um, and then you can come back to that throughout the day if, if, it, if it wears off or whatever, right? You can come back to it throughout the day and re-say that prayer or re-attune um, in that spot because you've got your refuge and you've got your, your hook in, right? So you can, you can move those emotions around and get yourself in the spot you want to be in as many times throughout the day as you need to. Okay, those are pretty much my tips and tricks. That, that for me is how I would and have dealt with uh, a toxic work environment, right? These are the steps that I would take to build myself the space that I need to be my best self, regardless of my environment in my workplace. And that's really the kind of last thing that I want to say to y'all is that, like I said at the beginning, this isn't going to work for everybody, but these are kind of general tools that you can use to make a space better for you 
And when you are in a non-reactive, like better space, then the things going on around you affect you less. And so once you've done all of this stuff, if you've done the work, whether it's in therapy or some other way, whether you've done the internal work to work on, you know, your own emotions and where they're coming from and what's triggering you. And then if you have cleaned your environment and rededicated it and set up kind of a sacred space or a refuge for yourself, however that fits for you, um, now you're in a place where you can really make a decision about your workplace, right? Because you are in a good spot. And now your decision is, can I, can I function here? Like with all these tools in place and me being in my best place, this is either going to be a workplace that works for me um, or it's, or it's not. And so once you, once you get to that place, you can make that decision for yourself and you can make it beforehand too, but, um, but making that decision from a place of like clarity, um, and non-reaction means that you have learned a lot and have gained a lot in this process too, right? You've moved a lot in this journey in your own personal growth. So that's it for our tangible lesson today how to deal with a toxic work environment. Please let me know if you have any questions or have any insights or if you've tried something along these lines or something completely different and how that went for you. Very interested in hearing your responses or your feedback to this, um, to this episode. All right. I wish you all the very best and I'll talk to you again next month. Until then, be well.